Good morning, good morning. I'm so close to say good morning, good morning. Bonjour. Comment ça va? Ça va bien, merci à toi. Comment allez-vous? Oh God. <laughs> I want some serious joke time this morning. Filled with so much joy. You understand? KD as oi. For real though. Hallelujah. I, I might pause a little bit because truth be told, you know, I'm just that comfortable how I feel right now. It is just that real. I woke up, you know, sauteing spinach, you know, with you know, the garlic crumbles and everything and what I do with the, I, my, I fry the steak with um, a baked potato and sour cream and cheese. This is like a four cheese, different type of cheese. And, you know, it's working this way around my stomach system. I'm trying to tell you. So I might pause a lot. You understand? <laughs> I feel a little gassy. So I might be pausing a lot in between the message. Jeez. I thank God y'all not here, you know, to encounter what's going on. <laughs> but let me tell you how faithful our Lord is. Let me tell you how faithful the angels are. You know, no matter what's going on or what they smell, they still faithful in their position, standing right there with you. I'm trying to tell you. One time I was like, Jesus, I know you smell it. I know you smell it. And he's still just looking, you know. I am here. I am he. I love you. You understand? Not even thinking about the smell. It, 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 negativity don't even come near. Don't even smell nothing. I said, that day, I know you smell it. I know you smell that, Jesus. And one time, and I done reached the limit. He went from being right there in my bedroom to outside of my bedroom door. I said, yeah, caught up with you, didn't he? Jesus Christ. Girl, don't invite me over your house and offer me no beans, all types of cheese, things that make you feel good. Oh, God. You're not going to invite me back again. Jesus Christ. But I thank God that that's not in the kingdom. Hallelujah. No gas in the kingdom. You understand? Jesus Christ. But once I was cracking up at the angels, seriously, I was like, my bad, y'all. You know, I, I felt they pain being there. <laughs> my bad. Y'all been commissioned not even to smell this, but you here for a bigger purpose. You understand? Keep your focus on the bigger picture here. You understand? <laughs> Not the angels excusing themselves from out of my presence. Come on, now this ain't no type of assignment. Come on, man. Come on, they said, God, this is a special one. This is a special one. You ain't telling us about this one. We going to stores and countering this. You ain't saying about this one, my Lord. But seriously, though, they are so faithful at what they do. They love it. They love it. I just thank God just for just being open right now. But if I pause, you already know why. I'm trying to. Seriously, though, the message is. What are your short-term goals? What are they? And what are your long-term goals? It's not a trick question. No, it's not. And guess what? If you don't know, that's good. That's good. Because many of us try to make up a fancy answer to let people know or to show them we know where we currently are. But it's best to say the truth. It's best to answer the truthful way. If you don't know, that don't mean that you're not where you're supposed to be. That means that you're leaning not to your own understanding. Don't you have nobody come to you and try to cause you to feel less than who you really are by trying to give you an answer that you don't even have. 
by trying to have you to provide an answer that you can't even come up with because it's not your life. It's his life that's within you that produces your life to be like his. So if you don't know, good. Because now you're about to find out. A short-term goal has nothing to do with materials of this world. Let me say it again. It does not. You know why? Because we put our hands in it. And once we put our hands to anything, God takes his off without us asking first for his permission. Even with our thoughts. Well, let me come up with an answer so it don't look like I don't know. I don't know. It's nothing materialistically. Everything with God, you must first know, is of spirit, eye, and truth. So there's truth found only in the spirit realm. So I got to find out who I really am, what I'm called to do, what I can possess, my resources, my connection. Everything as to who I really am is found in the spirit realm because that's the truth. Those who worship me must worship me in truth. In spirit and in truth. You understand? Short-term goals is not to say what you're currently working on. That's just something that you're currently working on. You cannot confuse a goal with a resolution. Because guess what? Nine times out of ten, they won't be accomplished. You know why? Because we put our hands in it. I got to do this in order to do that. There's nothing wrong with furthering your education if you want to. But don't do it based upon your purpose. Because your purpose belongs to God. Your purpose is because of God. It benefits you because of God on the inside of you. So deny your flesh. Deny your thoughts. Deny your way. So me. That goes for me. And say, Father, thy will be done. That's a short-term goal. Nevertheless, a short-term goal. Lean not to my own understanding. A short-term goal. I won't let go until you bless me. A short-term goal. I believe, but help my unbelief. A short-term goal. Let me push past for the purpose. A short-term goal. Let me deny how I currently feel. A short-term goal. Let me watch my attitude regarding people that surround me. A short-term goal. Let me take I out of the equation and put the attention back on him. A short-term goal. Let me praise because outside this praise, here goes my reward. A short-term goal. Not let it be about me. The world not against me. I'm here to bless the world to bring them back to God while he's using me. A short-term goal. Being honest about where you are. A short-term goal. Being honest about where you need to be in order to be better as to who you are. A short-term goal. Put the childish ways behind. A short-term goal. Addressing the issues of life that I have embraced. That God has tried to push past. To get away from me so I can continue to push past for my purpose. A short-term goal. Love those who hurt me. A short-term goal. Do good to those. Pray for those who do malicious acts against me. A short-term goal. Not to look to the left or the right, but keep my eyes focused on God. A short-term goal. Not to say what you've done to me, but say thank God for giving his life. What he done for all of us. A short-term goal. Not to try to make up something to sound like you know something. A short-term goal. Allow the Holy Spirit to be my God. A short-term goal. Being led by Holy Spirit in all truth. A short-term goal. Never forget what God brought me from. A short-term goal. Never forget what God bringing me into. A short-term goal. 
Don't think I'm better than anybody. A short-term goal. Not thinking I'm in this earth just for myself and my family. A short-term goal. Not thinking people are beneath me. A short-term goal. Not being nasty. A short-term goal. Not walking in confusion. A short-term goal. Putting God's words in my mouth as if it's really what he said. But he never said anything because I'm doing the talking. So now he's quiet. A short-term goal. Making people feel they don't have enough to give them in order to be accomplished. Even be feeling they're worthy enough. A short-term goal has nothing to do with you. A short-term goal has everything to do with him. A short-term goal is preparation. A short-term goal is persecution. A short-term goal is trials and tribulations. These are not negative things. But we consider them to be negative because what comes our way regarding it. But when we keep our eyes focused on the bigger picture, because God has given every man the measure of faith, which is a vision, no matter if it's just starting out as a puzzle piece, that piece got to expand, but it can only expand by you knowing the short-term goals. Leaning not to your own understanding. Hallelujah. Not watering down the gospel. Not walking around on eggshells. Not distancing yourself because you're afraid of being exposed. When God already sees everything that needs to be exposed. Short-term goal. Is to prepare to be Christ-like. The short-term goal is the oldest passed away. All things become new. So the old thoughts I used to have, I no longer have. So whatever I felt before, I can never feel again. That's behind me. That's behind you. No matter who who bothered me, who hurt me, who disgusted me, who I hurt, who I disgusted, whatever I did to anybody, it doesn't bother me because it's in the past. So the thing is, it's not to be forgotten. See, God said he remember our sins no more. That don't mean he forget. Now, how can we have a memory to remember and he doesn't and we like him? How can he forget what he brought us out of? No, he remember no more in a sense of you will no longer be held accountable for your actions. Because now the slate is clean. Now you have been purified. Now you have been washed. See, when we hear the word ouch, we shouldn't think that God is sharpening and quickening us. No, ouch is falling down. But guess what? It shouldn't be in a bad sense. Okay, yes, I fell down. But guess what? Wounds will and shall heal. That's short-term goals. Receiving the healing. You understand? Going through that process. Yes, this has been going on for so long. I don't know what else to do. I've been living like this in this way for this long. This has been my answer all my life. I've been feeling this way. This has been my cover-up my entire life. But the short-term goal is to know that now you have a new life. So now you're preparing to receive the life you have for you. Short-term goal. Take your eyes off yourself. Short-term goal. Keep them on Christ. Not saying I'm Christ-like, but still picking up the old ways. It's possible. It's happening. You see somebody giving a good word one moment. And then a second later, here comes something negative about what somebody done. Speaking sideways like no one can pick up what's going on here. There's nothing worse than somebody confiding in you about something personal. And you put them out there sideways while they right there present. And you want them to know that you're referring to them because they just confided in you about that. 
But nobody know what you're talking about what that person do. Now you just destroyed that person's confidence when God say thou should not kill. It does not always mean with a weapon. Thou should not put one down. Thou should not discourage. Thou should not cause one to lose hope. Thou should not be used to discomfort your neighbor. Thou should not be used to betray your neighbor. Thou should not be used to walk with your neighbor high. Thou should not be used to lie on your neighbor. Thou should not be used to be jealous of your neighbor because I have a portion just for you. Short-term goal. Learn. Where you are, short-term goal, know what you need to go through to get to go further than where you are. You understand? A short-term goal is not publishing a book or releasing an album. A short-term goal is not even to get married. A short-term goal is not to bear children or gain a business or get fancier clothes. And a short-term goal don't have anything to do about you, but you benefit due to what really happens when you receive the short-term goals. Because how can you have a husband and you have a prepared in a short-term goal to know how to keep him? You understand? And we wonder why we don't have one yet. But at the end of the day, people want to find out. Because it can't be God. So guess what? The attention is pointing right to you or me. It got to be you. Because God withhold no good thing. All of us getting married. What's up with you? <laughs> it's something about you. We all got this going. What's up with you? What's up with your account? We receive earthly, tre- I mean, heavenly treasures. And it ain't got to be in our account per se. But we're prospering. God putting things in our hand. So why are you still borrowing? You're not going through the short-term girl process. We think of short-term goals benefit us due to what we're doing. That's not... That's Satan's short-term goals. His goal is for you to keep your focus on you and have you feel pressured. Many of us feel the pressure that it's not happening. It's not increasing. We're not where we want to be. So what happens with that? With his goals upon your life and with my life, we become frustrated. Now it's just not happening for me. I'm just going to just leave this thing and just see whatever happened. But still haven't surrendered to the short-term goal. Because you still got your focus on you as a short-term goal. Launching, we can all launch. But how far are you willing to go? You can't go to one level the same way you was on the level before. So if you came up higher withholding your mouth, so you got to withhold it even more on this new level. So there are going to be more people who don't know what to say or can cause you to be moved by what they say out their mouth. So what are you going to do? Try to pull from the past. When you're moving forward towards the future, short-term goals. Sitting before God and addressing things like this and not trying to ignore it. Short-term goals. You understand? It's not based upon popularity. It's based upon population. Because truth be told, for real, for real, the same numbers of those who's of the world are the same numbers of those who are in the body. You know Why? Because we are one. There's no separation. It's no us to, to against them. Or we prosper and not them. Then what's the purpose of us being a witness? What are we witnessing we already encounter? We're bearing being a witness to gain those back due to them witnessing what you already witnessed. You are a model. 
I'm a model. So watch what we do. Can I have a lifestyle? Okay, behind my four walls, nobody here, nobody know. I'm trying to tell you. Don't live that lifestyle because you will be exposed. It's going to always be somewhere, somebody somewhere watching you. It been times that I was, God had me to have a great name out there ministering. But then I would fall back in temptation and smoke cigarettes and drink alcohol again. So I try to go further out to go buy it so nobody won't recognize me. And it will always be somebody to say, I know who you are. You the woman that preached. Oh God, don't know me for doing this. Why you know me for doing that? See, when God give you a name, you got to keep that name. Because that name is to actually be kept. Seriously. There's no if, ands, or buts about your salvation. My salvation. Now, what are the long-term goals? Seeing it through. See, when you think about short-term and long-term, long-term, excuse me, we think about quantity. And it can cause us to be pressured because we feel like we're running out of time. So if I didn't do this in a short-term goal, then I'm not prospering to even receive the long-term goals. So that means I'm looking at what I'm supposed to be doing in order for it to be accomplished on what I already set before me. That's a whole nother path beside the path that's already set before us. Do you know how easy we got it? The steps that you and I will always take is already set before us. You just re-stepping what's already been stepped. Now all we got to do is just watch, 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 and wait while we watching. Wait while we watching. Wait while we watching without having a tantrum. And don't I know what it's like to have a tantrum? Come on, somebody. I know what it's like first. That's why people are receiving so much when you are humble because they can relate. They see your problem and they see your solution. Many of us just want to provide the solution, the solution, the solution. So how can I get from this problem? They keep occurring. You just give me a coat. No, I need a finality. So this can stop once and for all. It's not always about us saying, make Jesus the Lord over your life with the words per se. It's about demonstrating the love of the gospel. And that brings them to a place. What must I do to be saved? Come on, somebody. I'm about to shake this whole apartment upside down. Flip it, turn it, rub it down. You understand? A lot of times we try to give a message with words and God wanted with deeds without you even saying anything or me saying anything. I see goodness on her life. I saw she was married to the wrong man. But it's all good because look what happened when you married the right man. Look what happened when you surrender by acknowledging you made a mistake about it. We thinking that and we giving messages to people. Stop smoking. Stop drinking. Come to church. No, just come to church. One time God had me, I didn't even drink or smoke at the time. Go buy a bottle. Go buy cigarettes and live at the altar. So those who do that can feel comfortable to know they can also do it too. He wanted me to be an example. Come on, somebody. Go sit next to that person who had on clothes for a whole year. 
And I want you to love them that much that you don't even smell a stench. You smell the aroma of victory instead. We witness and knock on people's doors. And guess what? Don't even want to come inside due to what you see. We go on mission trips, releasing a natural resource and not a supernatural answer. To always have a supply. I can feed this nation. I can feed that nation. But naturally, the supply will, sh- will run short. Not run out, but it will run short. Because if I don't have it to give, then you won't have for me to get. But if I give you silver and gold more than that, I have not. You understand? Such as this, I give. Sometimes you can give silver and gold and such as this. But get their focus off and you get your focus off the silver and gold. Peter can get silver and gold if he can multiply fish. If Christ multiply fish, what made you think if Peter walked on water, no matter how many steps he took before he sunk, he still did. You think he couldn't get no silver and gold? But I want to give you an answer to every problem at the woman at the well. I got water that will cause you to never go thirsty again from a well that would never run dry. She wouldn't believe until he told her who she was by what she was doing, her lifestyle. And guess what she did? She ran and told she found the Messiah. And I'm sure, the, you know, the Bible wasn't able to mention everything about what she said. I'm sure she was like, because y'all know how I'm living. It's a small town. Y'all know I'm a daughter. Y'all know I sleep around. He said what I did. He didn't even know me. So I noticed him. Just like Nathaniel. You are Messiah. First thing went from saying, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Before you came me, I saw you under a fig tree. You are the Messiah. Come on, somebody. And Christ will have you do the same thing. Before this, he will have you to say things to people that they only know that they know. And that God will only know. And he will use you to say it to them. To bring them to him. Not for you to feel like you big and bad. And you know it. You know it. So show it. Show it. Without giving him all the glory. Glory. Honor and honor. And praise. Praise. You understand? I love you so much. I thank God for you so much. We don't have nothing to be embarrassed about. You understand? You at home? You don't like being at home? Well, I'm praying for you. You don't like the man you marry or the woman you marry? I'm praying for you. You all right. I'm not talking about you. I'm being about you. You understand? You struggling with alcohol and cigarettes? Christ still love you, man. Come here, man. Don't look at your worth due to the mistakes you make when it comes to a place being in Christ. You are already accepted, man. And look how God used me. Just about encounter a little bit of everything. And can relate. Because I know what it's like. And I won't have anybody think that it comes with a price. When Christ is the ultimate price. That's already, that has already been paid. You understand? 
you see somebody and they've been their life is like it's not going anywhere and they keep giving a message that you think they're doing something yeah it's not gonna go too far if you're doing it you see them, everybody else get married around you but you and you wonder why the reason why I was always ready without me even knowing that I was is because I'm humble I don't mind keeping it real. I don't mind being slow to speak. I don't mind taming my tongue. I don't mind putting others above me. I don't mind, you know, allowing his will to be done. Now, everything I'm saying from the short-term goals, seeing it through are the long-term goals. Don't you dare write anything down regarding short-term or long-term. You just see it through. You understand? Because when you write it down, making these vision boards, I done made three of my whole life, and guess what? None of them got accomplished. Maybe one or two, but guess what? It wasn't in the, in the year I got it. I put it on there. And the world hasn't said that way, but the thing is, it had good intentions with it, but that, that's us putting our hands in it. Because we start thinking what we want for ourselves. And you know who don't want a big house? Who don't want a husband? Who don't want? But guess what? How about how many want to prepare to receive those things? How many want to get the issues up out of you so you can prosper in these things? Nobody putting up, you know, pain, hurt. You know, I'm feeling unforgiveness. Get that up out of me. You know, praying hands. We putting up materialistic things. Many of us want somebody to be murdered say we can have somebody to touch up on and kiss up on. So much more than that. You would kiss up on Christ and love on Christ, but not in that way. You get what I'm saying? You wouldn't even think that way, living his way. And when you do prepare, you feel everything about the love that many don't even teach about. They say it's not okay to, you know, think sexually. But when I get married, we will have sex. So what's the, so what is this? So am I doing something wrong here? Am I wrong for thinking this way? No, it's wrong when you entertain a thought. But let me help you in the midst of this happening to you. So that keep you from not entertaining. Because your body is only responding to how you feel on the inside. Spirit and soul wise. Because your mind is only, you know, telling your body what it's supposed to do. So why are you ignoring your body? The urge is going to still come. You are in love. You're going to want to be with that person. But you got to continue to allow your spirit to tell your body, no, I'm in charge. You must wait. And those who wait on the Lord, he will see you through. He will renew your strength every single time. I know you turned on. I know you feeling quote unquote horny. I know you want this. I know you want that. Whatever you do to get what you got, whatever it is. Stay with God regarding it. Don't deny it. Don't be watching pornography and then act like you celibate. Don't be buying no toys because it ain't no real life, you know, male, male gender that you still celibate. When you fondling with yourself, a touch is a touch and lust is lust. Temptation is temptation. But we have to deny it every time. And men don't want to teach that subject because they have us thinking that when you think that way, you're wrong. No, you're not wrong. It's wrong when you engage. 
So how can I make this thought right? By commanding my body respectfully. Not just telling my body, shut up. Sit down, wait. No. I understand how you feel. You're supposed to feel that way because you know what's going on. Spirit and soul wise. But you must be patient until I tell you it's time to release. You understand? We have these these room, these um sessions with young kids and programs and to have kids to wait. But the thing is, we just tell them what not to do. We're not giving them the answers. That it does happen. It's reality. Because if they feeling their body talking to them and you saying it's not supposed to or you wrong when it do, you just lost a couple of kids because now they feeling like they're not worthy to be where you are. In that place. Well, something wrong with me because I'm feeling like this and you say I'm not supposed to. But it keep happening. I'm commanding my body. I'm praying about it. The thing is because you're not educating anybody regarding it. You're supposed to feel like that. You have hormones. They're going to be talking to you. But guess what's going to happen? When you engage in that, you're going to find yourself falling short. Don't just talk at the teens. Talk at the people. You got to talk with them. Not just by giving your example. Because they're going to say, well, that happened to you. That can't happen to me. No, this is what happens every time we do this. You don't want nobody that's not for you who's doing that. If somebody love you, they're going to stick and wait for you. Because you want to do it God's way. And what happens if you do it your way and fall into temptation? You feel like you let yourself down. So let me stop you before you get to that point. Because I don't want you to let yourself down because I love you too much. You're too beautiful. Show them their worth. So they won't try to figure out to get it from school. Or other places. I had a talk with my son. My first talk was two years ago. And to be honest, I was drunk when I did it. And he looked at me. He didn't know I was drunk. But he just looked at me like. Did she just say what I thought she said? But my son, when I'm talking, he always give me full eye you know, contact. I taught him that way. But he was looking at me like, no, she didn't. And I'll never forget, you know, he went from, you know, he, he closed his legs real tight. Like, I feel uncomfortable now. Because they hear it from a woman, you know. You can't really relate to a man how they feel on the inside. You understand? When you got one person saying, you know, you are worth waiting for, and somebody else trying to encourage you, this neighborhood or that school or that place, that, go ahead. That's what teenagers do during this age. You know, they get a girlfriend, get a boyfriend, and, you know, have a teenage crush and have sex, XEX sex, quote, unquote. When God, when God was prepared, had me to be preparing for marriage, I said, I never felt these ways before. God said, because you have never been in love before. And I was like, God, I've been in some relationships. Like I said, you've never been in love before. Anything of the world is of lust. Everything of me is love. You cannot find love anywhere else. This is your first time being in love. Everything you experience in my will regarding this man is the very first time. Yes, I have restored your body. 
And I was like, God, make it back to like the first time. You know what I'm saying? Excuse the pain part though, but you know, the first time. Oh God. For real though, I did say that. Oh God. <laughs> I'm being real though. You understand? And God was like, done. It's done. I restored your body back. You understand? I mean, God, sometimes God will have, see, I'm on here. I won't go live saying some of the things, but like ladies, you know, some of us, you know, we wear, you know, the tan packs and all of that. God was like, you know, you know, I started, you know, feeling that, you know, it's being restored. It was, you know, discomforting. I was like, I can't wear this anymore. And God said, no, don't wear it anymore. Don't put nothing there that's not supposed to be there until the time. Or it's going to feel very uncomfortable. I was like, okay. So I just kept with the maxis. You understand, ladies? Come on, let's be real. Because I was a Tampax person. You understand? But when you, you know, he closing you up, you know, that's going to hurt. You understand? I couldn't walk around like that. And God said, yeah, take it out. See, God wants to be that close with us and want us to be that comfortable with each other. But not you know, out loud, you know, per se. But you understand, when he say iron shop is iron, he means exactly that. For real though. How many times we hear a message and we know that it's us in it and we try to ignore it. Hoping that someday it get better. But God keeps saying, nope, not for you. So back to the point I'm making. Thank you, Father. Short-term goals. You heard them. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with you leaning not to your own understanding. Long-term goals is seeing it through. That means you're out of the equation. Nevertheless, those are my goals. Nevertheless, Father, not my will, thy will be done. You understand? Many may ask you that just to see where you are spiritually. But that would shut everything down by you putting attention back on him every time. God even told me about the interviews I would have in the future. Many people see the significance of God and they say, many would feel like, okay, it's a real person out here. Okay, well, let's see how real she really is. Let's ask her this. You know, some scientific question that don't even make no freaking sense. You understand? And God said to me, you can answer or you don't. Don't ever say Anything that you don't know what to say. Don't make up anything, pretty much God was saying. Don't make up nothing to sound intelligent. If you be interviewed on TV somewhere, flip the question back on them. Well, that's pretty different. I mean, that's a, that's a good question. I'm going to pray about it, but what do you get out of what you ask me? I want to hear a little bit about what you say. You got to flip that thing back and put that devil to shame because many of them are doing to try to set you up to fall. Marking the God in you. Oh, you want to walk on water again like Christ did? Okay, so what caused you to do that and not know nobody else? And God will use you to minister like nobody else did. You understand? So how much are we really into this? You know what caused me to be so much into this? I really, I got a reality check. I'm not here permanently. I'm going home. So I only get one chance to do what I came to do. 
and Christ showed us how he did it. Now I'm called to do the same things, but I'm Quenisha Janice Hood. And he said even greater for he went to a place. So let me do what I got to do to get these things done. So childish ways are behind. It's no more game time for me, man. Tell me I'm not going to make a mistake, but guess what? It won't be nothing far as his character. Watching what I say out my mouth. Watching how I treat people. Put myself above people. Because God has given me a mind. The mind. To make sure that I don't. And I see that written all over him already. No. You're going to stay humble. Because he cannot. He can quickly identify motives. Way before they come. If you try to exalt yourself, if you arrogant, you think you better, you think starting to forget who you are, taking attention off of God, he noticed those things. I'm so glad he do. Oh God. Hey, sweetie. Oh God. You know, I know you're not listening, but whatever. Oh God. God know who he has for you. I love that. I'm trying to I love this. That he know who he has for you. We don't even be paying attention to that. We try to make moves our own self. When we slow down and calm down, he have just so he. Oh, oh. the butterfly. Uh, uh, that's, oh, well, let me see that. That's their own child. Hey, and that thing. That's their own. Uh, uh, give me kill. Oh, God. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. Oh, God. Oh, God. Can I just go there with y'all? Yes. I feel like every day is my birthday. Because every day is a new day. And it's special for me. And for you, it's my time for now. I said, I'm not going to be on here long. I love you. Greater is he who's in us than he's in the world. Meditate on that. Your short-term goals are leading not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. He shall direct your path for the long-term goals. I love you.